Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is another episode of Dictations, and in this conversation, Dr. Rogers talks about calories in versus calories out. Uh, he also gets into the things that you should be tracking when you're trying to lose weight or keep it off. I think this podcast is, is going to be a really cool conversation for anyone who's trying to lose weight this year or wants to maintain where they're at. Um, there's a little something here for everyone. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for being here. And without further ado, here's the conversation on weight loss and calories in versus calories out. Dr. Rogers, we decided to talk about good diets and bad diets today, and and I, I kind of want to start with by asking you um, what makes a calorie good and what makes a calorie bad. Well, a calorie is not a calorie. You know, I found this out many years ago when I read uh, Gary Taub's book on good calories, bad calories. You know, before then. I, along with about every other medical doctor and nutritionist, thought that calories in equal calories out. And all you had to do was eat less calories and exercise more, and you, you would lose weight. But when I read that book, and that book takes us back about 200 years in history about nutrition, and so it totally changed my perspective. And really, um, now the way we operate is based on the quality of the calorie, the type of calorie. Everybody thinks um, that he or she understands obesity. Believe it or not, it's one of the harder medical conditions to comprehend. Obesity is really a combination of several factors, physics, biochemistry, endocrinology, i.e. hormones, neuroscience, psychology, sociology, and environmental health. But it's become a major problem. It's what they call a pandemic, which now it's a worldwide problem. It's not just in America. America's one of the worst, but it's worldwide now as people get westernized. And a lot of it's our fault because we've been telling people to eat low-fat diets. Um, but what we for sure know is it's not the fat making people fat. It's the uh, carbohydrates and the quality of the carbohydrates. And it's amazing that... You know, the average woman in the United States today wears a size 14. When I grew up back in the 60s, the average man weighed about 160 pounds. Now it's about 190. For women, it's also 30 pounds higher than it was back in the, in the 60s. And the, the group that's getting the worst of it are the kids. Um, but so we need to kind of change the way we think about eating. Um, we know the quality of the food's not as good as it was back then because it's they're adding hormones and there's pesticides, there's high fructose corn syrup, there's a lot more glutens, which are inflammatory in the diet. Um, we're not eating more of everything. We're eating more of the, some things, but less of others. So um, it's really um, a complex thing. If you get into the biochemistry of it, um, you'll realize that um, it's not just the problem is not in losing the weight, but the problem is, is keeping it off for any meaningful length of time. And that's kind of what we are battling to, to take care of. You know, we can get anybody to lose weight, but keeping it off is um, uh, 
really a ever, and that's what we do every day here. So, so explain to me because I've already heard it uh, a number of times uh, this year, as it's it's January when we're recording this, is eat less and exercise more. Um, you know, it sounds like you're you're saying that that's not necessarily true. Um, have you seen where that actually does work? You know, because it, it seems like that would not be a bad way to go about things. Well, no, it really doesn't work in the long run because your body has an incredible way of um, reducing its energy expenditures if you eat less. So it just slows the metabolism down. And I love exercise. Exercise is the number one thing you can do for your health, but it is not a weight loss tool. I talk to many, many thousands of patients. They start an exercise program and they don't, and they they gain weight actually it's really because they're gaining muscle so i think exercise is great it's good for maybe maintaining weight loss but for getting there it's it's not good at all it's it's more complex than that so you have to start with what you eat and the thing about on a biochemical level everything has to do with a couple hormones Um, one is leptin it's a hormone secreted in the stomach that tells you when you're full and it sends a signal to the brain that you're full. You don't need to eat anymore. But the problem is, is that everybody's insulin resistant. And insulin is that hormone that when you eat carbohydrates, especially sugar, it insulin is secreted and it puts the blood sugar um, out of the blood and into the cells for energy. The problem is we're eating so many carbs and poor quality, fast-acting processed carbs like sugar and white bread and potatoes, pasta, corn, etc. What happens is that that insulin gets overwhelmed and you become insulin resistant. So the leptin uh, won't work. I call insulin the leptinator. It destroys leptin's ability to tell your brain that you're full. So the problem is really, if anything, with the food, it's the carbohydrates causing this insulin resistance. And probably, I think 40% of Americans are definitely have been measured as being insulin resistant. You know, I've grown up with diabetic kids, so I know what insulin is and I know it makes you hungry. Um, So it's a complex thing, but I always tell, and somebody comes in my office, I always say, there's no work. I can help you lose weight. There's many tools that we use and you do need the tools. But in the end, when we get your weight to where you want it to be, um, there's a couple of strategies that you need to use. One is eating way less carbs and more fat. And the other one is doing uh, what we call intermittent fasting, where you don't eat uh, for 16 hours in a day. Everything you eat should be eaten within eight hours. And that's that's really works well. Um, and then you have to maybe dive into some other things like, of course, thyroid and and all the other hormones, cortisol, they all interplay. So you have to figure out this complex milieu of hormonal and uh, metabolic uh, factors with each individual. It, it, it sounds like that insulin is really, that's what the game's all about, is, is somehow staying out of that insulin-resistant zone, and, and that's what allows you to manage your weight um, as opposed to kind of losing control of your weight and gaining, gaining it all back. Is that, does that sound right? 
Right. I mean, I even see people that are not obese by the weight, but I call them the skinny fat people. And they have, they're, they're naturally thin, but they have um, a lot of belly fat, visceral fat, which is what causes metabolic syndrome, which is what kills people, at least to increase heart disease and cancer. Um, so, you know, it's not just your weight. It's look at your waist. It's abdominal fat that we worry about. And if you see a person that um, has a muffin top or their, uh, their waist is bigger than their hips, then you know they're insulin resistant. And, and therefore, that's a pre-diabetic insulin resistance problem. So you have to overcome that. And the first way you start it is eating the lower carb diet. There's no doubt. I mean, it was headlines in the in New Year's Day this year in the local paper um, carb diets work better than low fat, low carb diets work better than low fat diets. I mean, anybody that studies this stuff knows that fact for sure. Now you mentioned that patients need tools. Um, why don't you just kind of, you know, quickly go over some of the t- tools that are available and, and how they work for, for people and it, it, at what point in their, you know, weight loss journey. Well, there's all kinds of medicines that we use. Um, But again, they'll quit working unless we figure out your metabolism, hormones, and you figure out that you need to eat low carb and overcome this insulin resistance. But I mean, there's everything and people do need help. It's it's almost impossible for somebody to do this on their own because it is a metabolic problem. If you just quit eating, you know, you're going to starve yourself to death. You're going to give up on it. So, um tools that we use of course that you know we use fentermine as a very short-term appetite suppressant it works very well for short periods of time sometimes we use combinations of fentermine and topamax which has been approved by the fda as a maintenance uh, medication sometimes we use contray which is a a combination of low-dose naltrexone um, and wellbutrin Sometimes we use um, Victoza or Saxenda, which is an injectable um, kind of an insulin sensitizer that works really well. Uh, and sometimes we'll put people on fast weight loss diets. I'm, I don't have anything against um, HCG. I've loved HCG over the years because it really gets it off quick. And psychologically, if you're down 25 pounds in 26 days, then you're more likely to keep it off because you feel so great. You're, you're probably down on the medications that you have to take. So I will use that a lot. Um, you know, I just sent a patient for a gastric sleeve this week. So, you know, bariatric surgery is not out of the question for some people also. Um, there's no doubt that it works. You know, that's kind of, to me, a last ditch resort, but it does work. Um, and there's, you know, there's other herbals that we use, Garcinia. We use um, all kinds of little insulin sensitizers like chromium, um, lipoic acid. Um, you know, we do have some herbal options for people that don't want, want to get on prescription medications. Um, but it's a complex thing. We're finding out more and more about it every day. And, and you know, one, running the clinic that I do, um, when I first started this clinic, 14 years ago that my main purpose was to get weight off people so they wouldn't have to develop diabetes and be on all these medications that they never needed in the first place. 
You mentioned something interesting um, when you said first you got to figure out your metabolism. Is is there like a an order that you kind of have with patients as far as you know from a weight loss standpoint? If somebody wants to lose weight, you know that they need to figure out their metabolism first. What would be number two and three um, if there is one? That might be something that's not how you're thinking at all. Well, of course, you need to figure out the metabolism, uh, meaning you need to check some lab work to make sure their thyroid's working normally and that their iron levels are fine, that they're, you know, you need to check insulin levels as well as sugar levels. Um, number two would probably be, be check the, you know, male and female hormones um, and look at that. Um, and number three probably is how much water are you taking in um that's so interesting. water so a lot of people just what they drink is what causes them to be to be um fat uh, you know and when you talk about diets you know the low fat diet has just been a dismal failure there's no other way to describe that as a dismal failure it uh, eating fats does not make you fat um you know you, you don't you won't lose fat unless you eat it as a matter of fact so i and again, you don't want to eat trans fats, but um, and a lot of times we'll measure those. But other diets like the Atkins diet, you know, it, it depends on how it's done. But it, he had the right idea and that the carbohydrates is, is where the money is for sure. Even a vegetarian or a vegan diet, it depends on how it's done. Eating a, a vegan or vegetarian diet is no protection against obesity or metabolic syndrome. Sometimes it's hard. There's a lot of carbs with that, of course. Um, you know, Mediterranean diet, you know, is, is a good thing uh, to do. Whole 30 is good, but most people don't do these diets all the time. Um, paleo diet, uh, which is low carbon, high fat, moderate protein, you know, big with meat, fish, nuts, and natural, some fruits and vegetables. That's, that's you know, which is a paleo type of eating Um uh, you have to look at vitamin levels like low vitamin D is, is a terrible problem, at least obesity. Um, so it's a complex thing. It's, it, it sure sounds like it. And, and, you know, I think that the way you're talking about it is, is, is giving a lot of value to the people listening as far as just how to go about it. Because I know that, you know, weight loss can be frustrating. And I know you deal with that uh, every single day when you're talking to patients, um, I, I want to be respectful of our listeners' time as well as yours. Is there anything you want to add, um, any other advice you want to give before we uh, call it a day and, and postpone this till next week? Well, as we head into the new year, I will tell you a fact that I read recently was that there are 600,000 food items for sale in the United States. 80% of those are laced with added sugar added sugar. So you really got to be vigilant about reading labels and what you put in your mouth. But the, the words I want to leave you with are number one, get help if you're obese or, you know, you need professional help with it. And two, try eating less carbs and try the intermittent fasting. Eat more good fats. I mean, you'll be very full and more satisfied. You just have to wean off of uh, or completely stop some of the things you, you're doing, like what you're eating or drinking. And just to, to, to recap there, intermittent fasting is, is when you, there's obviously many forms, but the one you're talking about is when you eat 
during an eight-hour window in, in the course of a day? Right. And then, so for 16 hours, you're not eating anything. Like, it's not hard. I mean, you just, you know, eat, don't eat past six or, o'clock or so with your dinner until the next day. And you can even not eat breakfast. You can do bulletproof coffee or something like that, which will keep you in that fat-burning mode. But um, there's a lot of ways if, if people want guidance, we're certainly – you know, we do this every day and we consider ourselves on the cutting edge for it. So um, I'm glad to help out anybody. It's a new year. All right, Dr. Roger, well, we appreciate uh, the advice as always. And, uh, and we will see you next week. Thanks, Ben. All right. Bye-bye.